Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from very, very sunny and hot Irvine, California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the coordinator, excuse me, found co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project and the exhibitions coordinator for Marking Time, Art in the Age of Mass Incarceration, which will be opening at the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in Cincinnati, April 22nd, 2022. And I am in my last day of employment at Hyperallergic as its opinions editor and senior critic. My job officially ends today, although I'll be still contributing to Hyperallergic in the coming months and maybe even hopefully years. Um, moving on to doing some freelance stuff and curatorial projects, uh, essay projects, uh, workshops. So please don't cry for me, Argentina. It's a good move. Um, <laughs> and I'm really glad to be here. Oh, and by the way, I'm calling you from uh, sunny downtown Jackson, Mississippi, where I am covering the show A Movement in Every Direction. Uh, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Uh, and today we are a kind of th- a mashup uh, podcast. So Seth uh, uh, wanted to talk about uh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, which I'm very happy to discuss with him and Stephen. And then, you know, we'll probably spend a little bit of time uh, assuming the conversation moves in that direction, talking about uh, the Florida parental rights Bill, uh, 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 ignobly named the don't say gay bill. So, um, let's, uh, Seth, do you want to jump in with Smith rock, Smith V rock or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) The slap were supposedly heard around the world. Um, yeah, I just, I think I wanted to talk about it because I wanted to get off my chest all the bad takes that have been annoying me since this thing happened. <laughs> uh, let's start with Jasmine Wahi on Instagram. She and I getting into it because she mm-hmm. starts off her Instagram post. Um, Jasmine, bless her soul, is a really passionate uh, defender of social justice mm-hmm. uh, or a defender of the marginalized in terms of social justice. We should probably, we should say who Jasmine Wahi is. Oh, or, she is a curator. She, no, she's a curator. Not, not for the listeners. And yeah, I apologize. Right, of course. You <laughs> wouldn't know that necessarily. Um, she's a curator for Project for Empty Spaces, which is in based in New Jersey, in um, Newark, New Jersey. And she was the Holly Block curator for Social Justice, I think is the whole title, at the Bronx Museum mm. for a few months last year. The, 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 the position was only, was inaugurated only for a few months, and she was that curator for that time. Okay. Um, and I think she's, she's now back at uh, Project for Empty Spaces curating for them. Um, she's been in the guard scene a long time, Southeast Asian woman. Um, and she basically started off her Instagram post. She does long screeds. So, you know, be, pre- prepare thyself um, if you're going to check out her Instagram feed. Uh, she basically said that what was on display was toxic masculinity, which I do agree with, but I also think, and I think Travis would pretty much enthusiastically agree with me too, and you know Stephen probably would too, that um, when we use cliches, we kind of stop thinking. And uh, Absolutely. so she, she starts off, you know, toxic masculinity, blah, blah, blah. Chris Rock made an ableist joke. And I'm like, ableist? How is... Jada Pinkett Smith disabled. Does she identify as disabled? Blah, blah, blah. Autoimmune dis- dis- disease underlies her alopecia. That's a, di- that's a disability. And I'm just like reaching for the aspirin because I'm like, you cannot be serious. Come on. <laughs> and then, they, I, so they were so back, back and forth about that, which I, I just think is ridiculous. Um, I saw a take from, from an artist that I genuinely care very much about in respect, Nota Faustine, who basically in bold letters on Facebook, on a, face, on a Facebook post said, uh, 
Will was defending Jada, and I don't want to hear anything else about it. Ooh, and th- I got something for that. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, Nona Feldstein <laughs> said that. Like, mm-hmm. that, I love her. that Will was de- Will was just defending his life. Then I heard, or maybe before I heard that, I had heard that Tiffany Haydish, when she was asked, I think she mm-hmm. was at, at the Oscars, when she was asked about the incident, she said, "Quote: It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Um, as I something like as something, yeah, like a husband sticking up for his wife, la la. I saw that one. And That's then, something for her too. <laughs> and, and and then I um, yeah, man, that that really made me really annoyed me. And then I saw on my own Facebook post, I I, I went off and I said what I said. And someone who, again, a, a woman I respect very much, um, she's kind of tangentially related to the art scene. I think she's a teacher. She shows up at a lot of the parties at Robin, that Robin Sembalist hosts at her house. So Tara Daniels is her name. And I've seen Tara around. In fact, Tara reached out to me when Nona Faustine and I and Pamela Sneed and Jessica, something or the other, were, did a public talk at Brooklyn Museum mm-hmm. for Nona's book, which had just come out, and which I had contributed, which I had contributed an essay to. We were all on we were all on stage together, and la la la. This was a few months ago, and for that event, uh, there were uh, comps uh, given to each of us. And Tara reached out to me and asked me for a comp. Very happy to get it. Loved the conversation, la la la. But she, on my little screed on Facebook, interjected this comment, which basically referred to somebody else's Facebook post. And this is a, a woman who said. Something, something, something. Coming from a black, coming this coming from a black woman's perspective, y'all should know that it wasn't about Will. Will didn't need to do that because anybody in, t- in Jada's family would have stood up and defended her and smacked the crap out of Chris Rock or checked him out. Yeah, I know. I know. I just re- and so, and then she then she went on about the the joke and and basically said I ended her screed with the slap was the least violent thing that happened uh, i know and that was the comment Whoa. that tara that tara left on my facebook thing and i saw it and deleted it but here's the thing to be clear i deleted it not because it was so fucking wrong and it was, it was ridiculous but i deleted it because tara put the comment in there and then basically said i don't want to argue about this i don't want to do any back and forth i'm just leaving this here and i'm like no i deleted it and i said <laughs> Uh, Tara, you can't do that. You can't gun and run on my Facebook page. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna put down something that inflammatory, you need to stay in the conversation. It's like so when I, play kids play tag and they like they they tag someone else. They're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done playing now. So right, like, <laughs> right. That's a, and that's and that's some bullshit. Like that's some that's yeah. some adolescent bullshit. And I'm not yeah. not, not we're not doing that. So. Uh, breathe stuff. Um, <laughs> I just, I was just really upset. You know, guys, you know this that my father was abusive, mm-hmm. and um, and used to hit me when I was a kid. And to be hit, I know what it's like to be hit by someone and to feel powerless, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a mm-hmm. way in which Will is a much bigger man than Chris Rock. And Chris Rock, you know, doesn't present as someone who's at all interested in physically engaging anyone um, Mm -hmm. in a violent way at all. Mm -hmm. That's not his thing. And Will Smith intimidated him. Will Smith hurt him. And Mm -hmm. he did it publicly. There's no, there's just no excuse for that (laughs) at all. Like there's no, there's no like, comforting Will Smith. There's no allowing him to make a speech and get accepted award. There's no, 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 there's no. When that happens, that you get the guys who are much bigger than Will Smith to usher him the fuck out mm-hmm. and he goes to jail for a night. He just assaulted yeah, it was someone. Cowardly. Yeah. If, if, if Chris Rock were 6'5", 200 pounds, there's no chance in hell Will Smith would have walked on stage to slap him. And exactly. It was cowardly. It was exactly. cowardly. Yeah, for sure. Right. Exactly. And, and, and now that we're talking about this, who he wouldn't have smacked, do y'all think that if Jerry Seinfeld had made that joke, he would have walked on stage and slapped Jerry Seinfeld? No, no chance. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a let uh, Travis say something before I go into my no 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 I actually I, 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 no I <laughs> I no I I want uh, well okay I'll say my piece because I don't have a lot I mean the 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 connection you know with your own upbringing stuff actually 
mm-hmm. makes sense to me why it would resonate so strongly with you. That makes sense to me. Um, I, you know, my, this is really all I have to say about it, though I'm still happy to talk about it back and forth, is mm-hmm. for me, it is, it was wrong but understandable that Smith stood up and then got caught up in that moment. Like as soon as you stand up and start walking on stage, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're basically committed to whatever you're going to do. Even if right. every step he was taking, he was thinking, holy shit, what am I doing? Right. Like at that point, he can't turn around and walk away. Like it's the shooting the elephant moment. Everyone expect as soon as he stands up and strides onto the stairs, mm-hmm. everyone expects something. It's a performance at that point. Mm. And, and mm. so that's a very human place to be in. Like, oh shit, why did I do this? Mm. Where, where to, to me, where it tips over into, I, I find it sort of disdainful and cowardly was in his ex- acceptance speech afterwards. Mm. Um, not, not apologizing to Chris Rock, uh, mm. blaming the devil for it. Um, like, and then going on this, like, narcissistic self-involved like description of how he was protecting the other actresses on set like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about right you you're a hollywood actor will mm. <laughs> like you, mm. you you were not serena and v- venus williams father like mm. this like it, it just, just it struck me yeah it was <laughs> just, just it was so <laughs> deeply self-involved absolutely um, narcissistic it was extremely yeah. narcissistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was it. That, that was it for me. Like, and then of course, all these other things, all the other takes that, that you just laid out. So just, I mean, they're so silly and unserious and ridiculous. I mean, I just don't even know what to say about how bad I find those interpretations. Right. So, but I'm sure Steven has <laughs> stuff to say about it. So I'm going I'm to hand it off to him. I'm just thinking, did I want to start with Jada? Or did I want to start with the actual versus the theoretical? Or did I want mm. to start with um, criminality? Mm. <laughs> so I didn't know where, where to enter the circle. But I think what I want to do is I want to start with, I like the way that you started with compassion, Travis. Mm. I like the way you started with annoyance. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. I started with, I'm laying in bed, someone you know, I went on Twitter for something and I saw that, you know, Will Smith, Oscars, whatever. And I'm like, go, go look. And I watch it and I watched it. And then my friend started blowing up my phone. I'm in bed around 11. (laughs) I've had my warm milk. I've put on my kerchief. I'm laying there. I'm just, (laughs) I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm dealing with it in the morning because it seemed ridiculous. I was like, is this a bit? Is this really? Mm -hmm. But there's no, there was no um, real benefit to it being a, uh, you know, it, my yeah. I've heard people rationalize that he didn't really smack him, that mm-hmm. it was a stage yeah. smack. That comes mm-hmm. from my kid. My kid was like, Hollywood actors are really weird, Stephen. You never know what's going on. I was like, okay, fair enough. You're there. Um, I was, when I watched it the next day, I was like, so Will Smith walks onto stage, slaps Chris Rock, goes to sit back down in his seat. And so you get a two shot of him and Lupita Nyong'o. You don't mm-hmm. get Jada, mm-hmm. for whom he is allegedly doing mm-hmm. this act mm-hmm. for, right? So, mm-hmm. and he's saying what he's saying. Apparently, the Australian, you know, broadcast of it actually showed it, but the U.S. didn't. They just blocked it out or what have you. So my brain kept going. I don't think this is about Jada. Mm. This is not about Jada. And mm-hmm. then my friend Novella, is a friend of um, uh, Seth and I, Novella Ford, who works at the Schomburg, does programming. She said that Jada years ago had mentioned that Will Smith likes to do these grand gestures. Mm -hmm. He had thrown her a party or done something for her. And she was like, he knows that I'm not that kind of person. That means Mm -hmm. nothing to me. So I Mm -hmm. I grinned all the way through this one event. (laughs) And then later on I told him, this is, I don't appreciate this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and I remember thinking, okay, so the camera's not really focusing on Jada's response, right? And that led me to think grand gesture, but you laughed Mm -hmm. for a second will before you got up mm-hmm. and you saw your yeah, wife saw that. you saw your you saw your wife roll her eyes but then went back to you know straight faced mm-hmm, not paying attention she didn't walk on stage and slap chris rock <laughs> mm. 
it was just an odd thing. No one needs to defend Jada. Jada couldn't defend herself. That's exactly these issues. I find these issues about um, when Tiffany Haddish said, you know, defending a black woman. I was like, is this the level of what we're talking about here? Of violence. This man walked on stage and slapped this man. When he sat back down, the Oscars were also cowards because allegedly yes, it was reported that they yes, said they absolutely. asked him to leave and he didn't. Yes. They didn't do that, according yes, to another Yeah, that was report. contested. Yeah, that was that was contested. That detail was contested. So it was an actual versus theoretical for me, and I landed firmly in Fran Leibowitz's lap, who said this. <laughs> First, I think it's ridiculous that they have the Oscars. <laughs> for you, I've been saying, this is absurd. This is like something from another era. They shouldn't have this anymore. In a way, it's like they were having a butter-churning contest. <laughs> Because in addition, people who are up for Oscars are among the most highly and overly rewarded people on planet Earth. Mm. They don't have to be given golden knickknacks. Preach. So she said, in regards to Will Smith, here's what I think. You don't get to hit someone because you don't like a joke. It's unbelievable to me that 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 was tolerated and it was tolerated. They let him sit there for the whole hour or however long the Oscars were until he got his award. And I was just like, yeah, absolutely. I stayed with the slap. I started, I did some theoretical, which I should have showed, you know, with the whole Jada thing, um, why he did it and whatever. But it just kept grinding to a halt in my mind. I was like, he shouldn't have done this. That's why I mm-hmm. stayed with that. Mm-hmm. I don't go to race. Mm-hmm. I don't go to gender. I don't go to, this is the most amazing thing in the universe. Mm-hmm. I've ignored, I've paid attention to, but also put the memes that have been circulating on social media. There's one with Jada Pinkett Smith sitting with her legs open, you know, she's at a show or whatever. She's sitting with legs open and Will Smith has got his legs crossed. And they go, you see who's the boss here? This is how it all started. Because there's a hate campaign. Uh, there's a hate campaign uh, for Jada that exceeds the one for Will Smith. There's a lot of rationalization for this man. If somebody would have done this for my girlfriend or my wife, he should have done that. Will Smith himself said his father beat his mom. You know, and he had to witness that. So that helplessness that you're speaking yeah. about earlier, Seth, I think was really poignant and on point. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Will Smith did it. I didn't watch the Oscar speech that he gave because by that time, I'm just like, here's something that people are going to talk about for a moment. It's going to transform the Oscars. It's going to transform a number of things. But who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Really good. I don't give a fuck. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a brave thing for a man to walk up on stage on a national tele- televising and slap another man. I don't give a fuck. No. It's not mm, brave. Mm, it's mm. not chivalry on hand me, you cad. It was nothing. It was <laughs> it's the biggest nothing burger <laughs> that I've heard so far. And everybody, it tells how people responded to it, tells me about them more than it yes. does Will. Because I will never yes. know. Even if Will does his contrition tour, which is coming to your town, mm. <laughs> interesting <laughs> now, it's coming, mm-hmm. you know, for him to sort of salvage his career. But it's not, a, it's, it, it, I was struck just by how many people were rationalizing it and also in some ways agreeing with it. That's what mm. got on my nerves. And that's why I turned mm. off and I was like, I'm busy. I don't have time for this shit. Somebody mm. walks on stage and slaps your ass. How do you, how would you feel about that? That's just, that's mm. to me, people were leaping. They were leaping over logic. They were leaping over a number of things to get to, mm-hmm. to rationalize mm-hmm. why he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. well, the Oscars will be watching next year. That's for sure. How about that? People are going to get their clicks. So people are going to write about this until it can't be written about anymore. Right. That's all I have to say. And I have the other yes. notes, but uh, who cares about that? We can talk about this. Now let's have a conversation after my, <laughs> my screen. <laughs> but here's the thing, Stephen. Like, as much as you are turned off by the sort of dumbass responses uh-huh, uh-huh. from people, I, I feel like on some level, though, and, and you're saying it's a nothing burger, and you're saying it doesn't matter, you don't give a fuck, but on some level, I think you do care about the sort of um, what it says about our culture, and so, on some level. Like, it sounds that way. Like no, no, to, definitely I do. You're, you're it, able to read just, this as something that's actually indicative of some sort of deeper cultural issues, <laughs> problems, symptoms, uh, uh, ailments, rather. Violence is the answer, is what I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, no, I yeah. thought it was the opposite. <laughs> no, right. violence is the answer. And you can get to right. sit yeah. at the Oscar and finish the show. <laughs> right. I did, I mean, I did see a lot of um, people on social media using the incident as uh, an EG for general 
cultural decay and the um, the erosion of decorum mm. and respect and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my inclination is to read it in a similar way, mm. but I feel like that inclination is maybe wrong mm. um, because there are always always, always, always ruptures in acceptable social behavior Mm -hmm. in every time and place in every era Mm -hmm. because we're human and because, you know, the rules that we set up for interacting with one another uh, don't always constrain our behavior. And just just because Will Smith, you know, Felt, I mean, this grand gesture kind of interpretation of it makes a lot of sense to me, actually, Stephen. I hadn't heard that before, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely fits with kind of the whole theater of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the striding yeah. up on stage and then the coming back to the seat and then yelling at him, you know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it, it really, it really kind of fecklessly, I thought. I mean, in some ways, like the the, the returning to the seat and sort of yelling at, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seemed really um, impotent to me. Mm. It felt like an empty gesture of masculinity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like it, it was I, like I, you're an actor. I mean, I guess. I mean, what? <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I'm Lupita yeah. Youngo in this scenario. I'm sitting there with my teacup <laughs> going. My head's not moving, but my eyes are. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm her. <laughs> I mean, and my, so mm-hmm. I, no, no, no. Please go ahead. I was like, my friend Malay said this. She goes, I want the story to end, but I want the jokes to keep going. Is that possible? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I would love that too. <laughs> I, do, I do think that there's a part, I, I think you're right, Travis. I think there are always instances of people breaking unspoken rules. But I think, you know, there's, a, there's an argument to be made as Robert King Merton made. Um, is, that, is that his name, Robert Merton? Yes, the sociologist. Um, who mm, argued yes. that you, you know, there's a real danger of norm, normlessness, that anime, like, we, you know, mm. there are ways in which, and I, you know, we made this, I've made this argument on, on this podcast about Trump, that one of the greatest gen, uh, dangers he represented to the Republic is just, uh, what's mm. the word I'm looking for, endorsement of normlessness. Like, you don't actually have to pay attention to the red lights if you don't want to. Yeah. If it, because mm-hmm. sometimes you, a lot of times you will not be caught, and there's a danger yeah. I think for me in in normalizing, and maybe that's the way to say it you know, okay. in this sort of current par, current parlance, normalizing violence. Like I've I've seen plenty of people on the that's a slight exaggeration, but I've seen more than one person on this New York subway say to some other person, "Keep blah blah blah, keep my name out your fucking mouth, keep my name out your mouth." But I have not seen a lot of people strike someone else on the New York, yeah. New York City subway station and I just, um, system. And I just mm-hmm. feel like it just gives, it feels like it gives people more permission to do that. Yeah. Maybe that's so wrong. I, was, I don't know. No, no. I was actually, I, I mean, listeners won't know this. I was nodding vigorously mm-hmm. along with what Seth was saying. I, I, I definitely think that that is a very possible, maybe even probable interpretation of the mm-hmm. event and that violence, once it becomes lightly sanctioned, begins mm-hmm. to roam freely amongst the countryside and just attach itself to whatever event it happens, where passions happen to flare. Mm-hmm. And so it almost becomes this just like free roaming possibility. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that, that, that is definitely possible. And like I said, maybe even probable. The other thing I think is also possible is that what we are looking at is the meltdown of an elite class and that Mm. they in fact are not norm setters for any of us. (laughs) And that, and that, Mm. and that in fact, and that in fact, actors, uh, government officials, athletes, et cetera, (laughs) don't have the same kind of cultural pull because of the balkanization that is happening to American culture. And that, and that maybe it's, maybe it's a gesture of their, of their uselessness in culture now and and the kind of futility of that. 
Mm. Uh, you know, they're both dangers, though, right? I mean, they're both they're both real dangers because if if culture fragments in that way, you have lots of competing rules of conduct, right? right. There's lots of different ways that people can choose to interact with each other, and in some, violence will become a sanctioned way of doing that, uh, mm-hmm. or an ex- a more acceptable way of doing that. So I don't know that one leads to a better place than the other, but um, mm-hmm. but I do. I mean, what you said was is absolutely what. Um, uh, who was who? I'm sure you guys know the the one that said like, you know, now you've you've basically just endangered every stand up comedian in the country because. Oh yeah. Um, who do you guys remember who said that? No, but I, was it was it Louis C.K.? No, no, it was not him. No, no. it was um shit. It was um. It I think was, Louis C.K. would just be like, okay, I'm just I, I'm not going to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was someone like it was someone like um who's the guy who lost. His show because of the sexual uh, thing. He had a show, a great show on TV. Aziz Ansari. It was like someone like that who said oh, that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I don't remember who said it, but you mm-hmm. know, when I heard that, I was, I thought, yeah, that sounds possible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but at the same time, I just, I don't know how seriously people take these people. I mean, like what Fran Leibowitz said, Mm. like these are the most over-rewarded people on earth. Absolutely. I mean, mean, they really, I mean, not, and not just actors, I mean, politicians too. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, people go into politics today and I'm sure some of the, some of the time it's noble, Mm -hmm. but it's also partly because like everyone that goes into Congress comes out a millionaire. Like you can go in without a million and you come out with millions. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, these, and they do, these people do not represent the, they certainly, their life doesn't look anything like my life. Doesn't look anything like your life, Steven. Certainly doesn't look like your life, Seth. I mean, this is the, the kind of things that they are preoccupied with and worry about are just not our worries. They're just different. No, and the concerns are different and they're, you know, their investors are different. I mean, yeah. <laughs> investments and investors. And so mm-hmm. I really, really like this idea. I feel like you guys finally pulled me over to the side where people just don't do things because other people do things. Mm. <laughs> yes, they do. Mm. Mm. And the example that came to my mind, I went to Baltimore this Wednesday for a project and I left at around four in the morning. I'm walking down the street in Harlem. And for some reason, I, my mind went to all the, um, the sort of the, all over the U.S., <laughs> there are these dirt bikes that are now making their ways into the city, right? So there's a big problem in New York City, but also in other cities of people just dirt riding bikes? dirt bikes, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. So they're, you know, motorbikes that are, you know, loud and, you yeah. know, it's, oh, okay. it's, right, it's right. very, you know, 1950s. It's very 1950s. Mm. And so people are riding not just those dirt bikes sometimes on the sidewalk, but also people are just riding bikes on the sidewalk, right? Mm. And I think... It's encouraged. I like thinking that what you said, Seth, is that it does encourage people. Certain kinds of behavior encourage other kinds mm-hmm. of behavior. I've been I've mm-hmm. been witnessing mm-hmm. it for the last two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, throughout the pandemic as well, of course, because, and I just go, yeah, people do do things because of other people. I'm not going to go slap anyone the Oscars. I'm not going to take a bider bike anyway and just ride on a you know yeah. willy nilly on the sidewalk because that doesn't occur to me as a behavior that oh well now we're doing this we're doing this now okay let me do mine <laughs> it doesn't do that right so I become a little too too myopic in my thinking about it but I agree with you. I think that I mean clearly we're looking at this, you know Congress the Senate where people have gotten up there and they don't really do anything for their constituency. They are constantly mm. on tours like Matt Gates or Marjorie Taylor Greene, who doesn't have anything to do except be a fool, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but people endorse mm-hmm. her. People believe her. People fund her. Mm-hmm. And I just go, ah, I just like, I don't want to get on here. I, earlier, I had the thought when people go, the world's in chaos. And I'm listening to this multi-level marketing fool on Internet. And I go, the world's always in chaos. So that's mm-hmm. not really yeah. it. That's it. But like, what kind of chaos do you want? Precisely. <laughs> Do you want Ukraine chaos right now? Or do you want mm-hmm. just the US, US don't say gay bill right. chaos? Yeah. Like, but it's no reason. Decorum, is it decorum? I don't know what decorum means. What's yes, decorum. decorum. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like con- holding yourself to a high standard in your conduct. Thank you. I, 
that's what I strive for, regardless of what the mm. fuck the world's up to, right? Mm. And mm. I know people who do that. I, my friends are not people who go out and typically like hurt other people, right? They're usually trying to take care of parents themselves or whatnot. And it's exhausting to see mm-hmm. this kind of behavior. It was exhausting mm-hmm. to see Will Smith. I stopped watching the film. I mean, I, was, I stopped watching the clip because I was like, this is, this is assault. Mm-hmm. And this is assault that many people have And battery. Endorsed. It's assault and battery, to be clear. It's assault, it's assault and battery. And battery. Yes. <laughs> it is assault. He hit him. <laughs> he hit him. No, it's assault and battery. And however he snapped, well, how, I, that's not my, I, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I don't know. Yeah. And one more thing from Annie Leibowitz before I leave, which really cracked me up. She goes, on the potential for violence at the Oscars, I don't recall it ever happening before, even though I'm certain that there's never been an Oscars where tons of people didn't feel like hitting one another because the the Oscars is competition. (laughs) People can smile when they lose, but they're angry. There's lots of emotion there. There's lots of tension. It's very competitive. It's very important to these people. I about died. I was like, (laughs) first of all, where is Annie Leibovitz's, I mean, Fran Leibovitz's award for just being spot on like 99% Mm -hmm. of the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the mm-hmm. Oscars for? This is outdated. Can you imagine? You can. Mm. So much. Yeah. So many fortunes are attached to these kinds of ceremonies. So anyway. Yeah. So maybe we can um, segue from there into the don't quote unquote don't say gay bill um, because we do want to talk about that, right? Yeah. I mean, I I would I would like to. I mean, have you guys read the bill? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I so not. I so I I invited you both to 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 do this to yes. to talk about it, which is fine. It's not a, it's seven pages. I actually um, thought that we were going to do it next because we um we chose this one. So I apologize. Oh oh yeah. okay. So, that no, was no, my no, reason. Fine. I would have read we can it. Talk honestly. about it next week. Cool. No, no, thank let's, you. Because we'll, I'd rather we can be more informed. So yeah, okay. we can table it. I, okay. I actually think we'll have a, b- a better conversation about it if we do. Yeah. Um, I do think there are ways to tether these two things together, which is. Mm. That you know everything, not everything. Um, Thank you. Certainly, in in social media and in in broadcast media and in print media, what is ascendant is how you feel about things. Whatever mm-hmm. you feel yeah. about a thing is what the thing is, mm-hmm. um, and it leads to a lot of ignorant positions uh, mm-hmm. on on either side of the political divide. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing that, uh, something that, you know, one, so we can, let's table the discussion for the exact, you know, the, the bill itself. And one thing we can talk about, because there isn't a lot of reading to do about it, it's just in the air again, is, so let's just bracket the bill, like, you know, it's, it's, it's accurate or inaccurate representation in, in mm-hmm. most of the mainstream media outlets, and talk about the rhetorical counter that, that conservatives have started to use now, which is framing it as grooming. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You guys have seen this, right? So that yeah. basically conservative commentators have now started to use this word Mm-hmm. Uh, grooming that basically yeah. progressives and these kind of you know these sort of um, transgender activists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are an LGBTQ plus. I don't know if there's another letter after that. I'm not trying to be funny. I actually just don't know, so I'm saying that. Um, I that, think it's that basically, there's several okay. letters okay. depending on who you are talking to. Yeah. You can just say plus, and you're covered. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So, okay. Uh, L plus. So, um, the, uh, the leveling this accusation that they are grooming, uh, kids. Mm-hmm. What that is, is this is a, this is a code. I mean, this is a mm-hmm. very pernicious code mm-hmm. for, for one of the, one of the most insidious lies about homosexuality for mm-hmm. most, for much of Western history. I mean, uh, modern Western history, which is mm-hmm. that this connection between homosexuality and pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, no. and that's exactly, that's exactly the jugular that they're going for. Mm-hmm. And, to me, this is a disproportional response, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you, so I do feel, I mean, I guess I can't really talk about what that's saying. I do feel that the bill is being widely misrepresented, mm-hmm. but but the way that the, to counter that is they've just, they've gone nuclear on mm-hmm. it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's essentially like it, it, to, you know, like, well, like these 
crazy cartoons that would be passed around after Obama was elected, you know, like with these exaggerated uh, um, uh, black caricatures of the president and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They just went mm-hmm. like, they, they went way past like, you know, like proportional response and just like, let's drop a nuke on them. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. actually use this, this grooming term to talk about what, you know, these, um, what these more progressive efforts in schools are about yeah. uh, is really characterizes the 21st century in America right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, yeah. it's, it's so exaggerated and so mean and so dirty yeah. and mm-hmm. just so uh, just vicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's. Uh, no, I mean, I want you to go on and just scream, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> it's that frustrating and upsetting and absurd. Mm-hmm. And in some mm-hmm. ways for a lot of folks, acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's lang- easy yeah. to reach for language around grooming. It's easy language to reach around. It's so interesting to watch gender, um, you know, gender pronouns and these sort of like progressive ways for people to kind of rethink or, or think about. And they're like, and then take that, right? Take these moments of well, discovery, imagination, and another thing, and then just really. I mean, Marjorie Green is just like shooting at everybody. She's shooting at Democrats. She's shooting at other Republicans. She doesn't give a fuck. But it resonates with people, the kind of language she uses, the rhetoric. And really, this, this, I'm just, I'm, it's exhausting because I want to be well-informed, but I don't want to be driven insane mm-hmm. by these, these inhuman acts, no matter who mm-hmm. does them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if they're on my side or not. That has nothing to do with it. It's like, it's, thank goodness for weed. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness for cosmic, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay. There's something outside of this besides this. Because this is low level. <laughs> Our technology has outpaced us when it comes to thinking and being with each other. Yeah. We're still... We're still struggling to feed, not even struggling to feed people. We're still having hunger issues. We're still going to war. We're still doing things. Which that, are going to get way worse, actually. Yeah. I mean, clearly, yeah. because. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's, what's going to get way worse, Travis? Uh, food shortages. Because, mm-hmm. so, you, so Russia is the world's number one wheat exporter. Ukraine is number four. And then on top of that. Which is Ukraine, insane. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Ukraine is, it's either the largest or. I think it's the largest exporter of potash, which is a kind of potassium that is needed to make fertilizer. And wow. so you've basically got nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Are You make three different kinds of fertilizer Ooh. from these bases. And all of them are now are, are, are approaching critical shortages for inputs for these countries to grow their, mm-hmm. their crops. So mm-hmm. we are just at the beginning, like the very ing- food prices are soaring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that's going to hit the United States that hard because, you know, it, things will just get more expensive here. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is it is very probable that places like the Middle East and Africa mm-hmm. are going to experience a catastrophic regional famine. And, Jesus. you know, the last time that something like this happened in in modern history was 2014 after the invasion of Crimea and which led to food shortages in the Middle East which led to the Arab Spring. So, right. you know, you can't fuck with people's food. Like there are, you know, people will take a lot of I mean, even look at Shanghai right now. Like mm. there's there's actually been some murmurings of unrest there. Like that is a shortcut to absolute social upheaval. Okay. If people cannot get food, and so that's where, you know, I've seen certain writers talk about us approaching a perfect storm uh, for food shortages. Mm -hmm. Uh, So shit's going to get really hairy really fast, and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock is is not going to, is just a like, is a shiny bauble to distract from that. Yeah. Mm. There it is, yeah. Mm. Nothing to add to that. There Mm. it is. Well, uh, I want to I want to ask um, I want to ask whether any in in any of these doom scenarios that you've been reading, there's um, there's a a version of it that ends in war, because part of me thinks that um, with uh, Russia really digging in its heels, apparently in, in the face of greater sanctions and really having it's I'm not I'm not sure what 
has happened since the last I read, the last move I read about uh, in terms of uh, Russia demanding that European nations pay for their deliveries in of rubles. fuel in rubles. Yes, I'm not sure what's happening. And, and I know that the European nations have refused, and then Putin has basically said, well, we're going to shut off the supply then. Um, I'm not sure what's happened since then, but that just seems like a very precarious situation to me. I, I think, yeah, absolutely. I, I do, you know, the thing with sanctions is it's one of those things in theory, they seem like a good idea, right? Because mm. in theory, a sanction seems less uh, inhumane than dropping a bomb or, you know, going to war or no fly zone right. or something like that. But practically speaking, in the history mm. of modern warfare, they don't work. <laughs> like they don't lead to regime change. They end up just, they just end up inordinately punishing the poor Absolutely. and the, mm-hmm. the, the middle class. And so the, you end up injuring the people who are not ultimately responsible for the geopolitical mess in the first place. So, you know, you know, so I get, you know, but at the same time I get, you know, if you're in a think tank or you're in a room in Washington, like I totally get why this would make sense. Right. Because you have this theory of like of, of a Republic that, you know, or this, like the social contract, like underlying all of your assumptions are the social contract that the leader rules with the consent or the, uh, the, with the consent of the governed, Mm -hmm, which, mm -hmm. okay, sure. In theory, kind of, yes, fine. But in, in, in reality, practically speaking, Mm -hmm. if you are an impoverished minority in a country, Mm -hmm. or if you are even an impoverished majority, you're not planning a popular uprising to overthrow the Kremlin and its tanks. Like yeah. it's the most obtuse idea I've ever, like ever, they, it's like the, you know, the American revolution and the French revolution is all they can think about. And like, right. yeah, anyway, so well, they romanticize I, I just, it. they romanticize yeah, the idea of war yeah. that someone, this is why this notion of nationality and, you know, and patriotism it, 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 it's riddled throughout our entertainment. And I think that it seeps in people's brain. Mm. People love Putin. You know, some people mm. love him. They think that he's, he's waging a war. And I mean, people in our own Congress, <laughs> you know, are pro I know. Do you know, but this, I, if this is, if, if one of the things that, you know, obviously on the podcast over the last year, I've had a lot of bones to pick with progressive politics and progressive politicians, but conser- we just don't end up talking about this. Conservatives scare the shit out of me. Like the died in the wolves, mm. like the, 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 the weird infatuation with Putin yeah. and, and Russian aggression and kind of this like imperialist nationalist destiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does have overtones of fascism in it. Um, yep. and, mm-hmm. And yeah, like that. I would um, say directly, that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very much concerns me. So, um, so, oh, sorry, are, go ahead, so, if I if I can just interject here, so I just wanted to look up uh, uh, quickly, look up, um, uh, make a Google search uh, around whether sanctions actually historically work. And what mm-hmm. I found was in this article in theweek.co.uk. Which links to in one of one of them it says in one of the most comprehensive studies on sanctions to date, academic, academics examined more than 170 case studies spanning a century of economic measures, and concluded that sanctions were partially successful only 34 percent of the time. So that's not exactly not working, but 34 percent of the time is just. A, tick over a third of the time. So that's not very good. And partially successful. Right, right, so right. not not successful 34% of the time. Right, partially. <laughs> partially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. partially successful 34% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's not that's not a good number. No, 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 I hear you. And um, I'm looking up the original paper. It's the Peterson Institute for International Eco- Economics that yeah. published this. And I don't actually have a date for this thing. Um, but it looks like it's a legit... Uh, uh, paper. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really taking a position against sanctions. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that the idea that a sanctions are going to lead to a popular uprising to overthrow, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 is is nearly pure fantasy, like almost yeah. Game of Thrones, Khaleesi riding in on the dragon fantasy. <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, I just, it, 
it's just not what's going to happen. No, no, agreed. I agree with that, yeah. Knock-on effects, you know, sort of snowball effects, things that happen, mm-hmm. you know, over time, cascading over time or whatever. Okay, fine. You know, maybe I, I I could I could certainly listen to that argument and maybe it's even correct. And mm-hmm. I don't, and the other thing is I don't exactly know what else to do. I will say that the sanctions aren't uber serious right now. They are the most serious that probably internationally in concert that they have ever been mm-hmm. but we are Europe is still importing Russian natural gas yeah um, coal is still being imported even if only phase mm-hmm. banks are still allowed to critical banks are still allowed to do business in Russia right. it's just the I think uh, I forget who someone in government recently said so we're we uh, we're giving a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine mm-hmm. And we conduct a billion dollars in trade every day with Russia. There you mm. go. So, mm. so like yeah. the, the, the proportion is just so askew. Mm. The proportion is askew. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Just that that who ends up paying are the, the Russian people mm-hmm. and Absolutely. not the Russian oligarchy or the or or the ruling class. Mm-hmm. It also um, gives Because people, we're not actually willing to inflict that kind of pain. I'm there sorry. it is. No, just saying, I agree with all of that. And it gives people the impression that something's being done, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, the, I think, yeah. real criminal. You know, oh, no, no, we're mm-hmm. really doing this stuff, but the transparency has never been, <laughs> and war hasn't, I mean, come on. Like you said, I mean, it's, for the most part, poor people are going to suffer for these these things. And there, and what are the uh, recourses? That's what, mm. when you said, you know, that these uh, sanctions don't typically work. My brain also went, well, what would work? Not having mm. more, <laughs> you mm. know. But what else? Like, what else could really help? And it's, I don't know. Right now, there's just a lot of dick swinging, and and people are dying. They're being killed. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I don't That's know that it. you. I, I don't. It's a good question, Stephen. I actually don't know that there is. A diplomatic solution at this point. I mean, there are much more people, much more knowledgeable people working on this uh, yeah. right now than 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 I. But uh, but I don't like I don't get the sense that even if uh, what's his name Zelensky said to got on the phone with Putin and said, "Okay, we're not going to try to be NATO members anymore." Sorry about that. Uh, you, know, you can have back. You can <laughs> have back the Dike. Don- yeah. yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoopsie. You can have back the Don Dundas territory, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, God, I, hate, I don't like saying stuff like that. I don't like whatever it's called. I think it's the Dundas territory. Any, anyway, I, I, I like don't that. think that Putin. Well, good catch. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that Putin would be like, oh, okay, no, no problem. I think I'll you're put- right, sir. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think there is a diplomat. I, you know, I. Um, Honestly, all of my comments were just sort of like armchair popcorn crunching observations. Mm-hmm. It's a really ugly, messy, impossible situation mm-hmm. that talking isn't going to solve. I, I absolutely believe that. I mm-hmm. agree with you 100%. Um, they are at war, they are invaded, you know, and, you know, I see a lot of conservative critics um, talk about how now the U.S. is using this to their advantage because they actually want a drawn out conflict in the Ukraine for Russia. And so they're not trying to facilitate um, a peace talks between the two countries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, okay, maybe someone's seeing an opportunity there, but you know what would fix this if Russia left, Mm -hmm. if they got in their tanks Mm -hmm. and armored personnel carriers did a U-turn and drove right back to Moscow. Mm-hmm. That would do it. Mm-hmm. That, that would solve, I problem would, solved. Mm-hmm. It would do that. It, and so the thing is, if, if it's true, and I don't have the language or the information as clear as I like it, that if Russia takes Ukraine, it's the first start in reestablishing or a new kind of empire. Absolutely. That absolutely. it will embolden mm-hmm. China. It will mm-hmm. embolden a number of places that want territories that they have no right to Mm -hmm. um but that Mm -hmm. that fascism has been boiling for a moment not just overseas but here as well Mm -hmm. you know we need to like get a control of these faggots and these niggas and these Mm -hmm. bitches Mm -hmm. and these whatevers Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's a lot of currency it's a lot of currency and i think that i've been really naive i'm thinking things are much better but i think it was this morning i was cooking and went you know I do live in a bubble. <laughs> I live in a bubble. 
because I believe that things are going straight, the progression, you know, there's things that are happening. People are changing their lives. They're not trying to relive the past. Mm. No, 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 Mr. Fullwood. That's not what's actually happening. <laughs> Some people yeah, are doing no, this, think- but the people with the megaphones and the people who are scared of everything and think that immigrants are coming into the country and taking everything, and, and there's no evidence of that. But just a number of things I find really, really disturbing mm-hmm. and painful. Really, mm-hmm. really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a decent shot the 21st century looks more like the 19th century than the 20th century, right. than the latter half of the 20th century, at I least. I think you might be onto something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> and there goes the <laughs> beginning of the end. I will say this about this Chris Rock thing. I mean, the um, the um, the uh, what do you call it? The Will Will Smith thing. You couldn't have told anyone up until the very day it happened that that Will Smith would do something like this because of his sterling image. Yeah. For sure, that's true. Yeah, that's for a sure. profoundly. It, that's yeah. what I find mostly interesting about it because yeah. Because of this, the sterling image that it's always smiling, kind to people, dot, dot, dot. Mm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not even a, so I'm not, not a Will Smith fan, but I, I've never gone to a movie to see a Will, Will Smith movie. Mm-hmm. He's always been a part of an ensemble. You mean for Will, right, you mean for Will for Smith, Will right? Smith. Yeah, but I've never yeah. had anything against yeah, him. I, I like Jada. You know, people don't like her. I like her just fine. The families, I like the family, the, the daughter has a, Actually, has a pretty good solo album, or she has a couple albums, but mm. I like her, uh, Willow, that's her name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard her sing once, I was like, oh, she's got talent. This isn't just because your parents are famous. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the guy, I forget his name, the, the kid. Yeah, who looks just like him, yeah. Yeah, but I don't really, like, dislike them, or, like I said, I do like them, but, but it was so odd to watch that particular facade come down. Mm-hmm. Over the world. I mean, in front of the world. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. that was profound to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I want to use my brain power for other things. So probably when we do much of anything else other than this podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I kept telling people last week, I'm not talking about this past Friday. Last Friday. And I was like, oh shit, we got the podcast to do. Okay. Not past this Friday. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Yeah, but of course yeah, it's a lie. No, but, no, but you can you can mostly be done with it, Stephen. I I mean I feel like uh, having made my Facebook post and, and dealt with mm-hmm. all the comments and uh, uh, having this conversation with y'all, like, yeah, I feel like I can move on. I mean, honestly, um, uh, there are more important things to talk about. Uh, and ultimately, um, there will be other acts of violence that will mm-hmm. come up and, yeah. and, and we will have to deal with. I am sure of it. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Um, well, I think they probably can let you close with that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably right. Yeah. That's wonderful way to close. That's <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'll be and more violence. Note. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. So, Exhausting. All right. Well, I hope you would, I hope you enjoy uh, Mississippi stuff yeah. and uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Later.